Welcome back to Rockhound Radio, and we are back for a, another Friday episode. And I'd just like to do a uh, a couple little shout outs before we get too far into anything. So tomorrow I will be picking up, well, it'll actually be today by the time you're listening to this. Um, I will be getting back my European mount from the buck I took this year. And I am really excited to, uh, to just to get it back and hang it up on the wall and start my own little kind of trophy wall. It'll be the it's the first buck I've ever taken, and I am really excited to uh, get it back. So if you are anywhere near, you know, central Ohio and, you know, it's deer season, you're looking for a really good deer processor. Let me know. I can hook you up with a really good guy. Um, Big D, Big D's processing, and he is out of might as well call it Zanesville. It's like Adamsville area in uh, Ohio. So if you need a good deer processor. Uh, let me know. He does great work, and I'm really excited to get the European back. He has a really good price. So, like I said, if uh, you know you can look him up on Facebook, make sure you sh- uh, show him a little love. He just finished up with uh, muzzleloader season, um, taking whitetails in. So, yeah, make sure to uh, check it out. So, and I mean, if you're into hunting, if not, totally cool. But uh, hunting for me was something that I don't know. I got out of for several years. But I kind of got back into it the last probably four or five. But so that and you know what? That's going to be the the theme this episode. This week we are going to just talk about, you know, no outline, no articles to share, nothing but just straight good old brain food straight from me. So, uh, well, I mean, hopefully it's brain food. I don't know. I can get well, you know how I get sometimes. Anyway, <clears throat> we're just going to talk about uh, the, the year I've had so well. The year just started, but the prior year of some hunting and fishing highlights and basically my plan for this spring and uh, moving into summer and all that, but not for what I plan on, you know, geeking out on or any of that stuff. No, we're talking about living out in the the wild, the deep wilderness. And uh, yeah, we're going to get out there and do some exploring. I'm really excited. There's several places, not only like I know we talked or I've talked about um, looking up like your local history and things like that. The best and I think one of the funnest things to do is just go out and do some explore and do some hike. And, you know, if you drive past an area every day and you look at it and you're like, man, you know, I wonder what's back in those woods. Don't be afraid to get a nice day, spring day or a cool evening or not evening, but like, you know, maybe a cool morning <laughs> and uh, go explore that place. Go check it out. There's a lot that gets left behind in the woods from, you know, almost ancient times. My father-in-law has found so many things, so many things out in the woods that I dare say I didn't believe half of it until I witnessed it or, you know, was out there. And there's just, I don't know, there's just countless things out there in the woods that uh, if you don't ever go looking, you'll never find. But yeah, I thought it'd be really cool just to, you know, go even more. We've been doing like a nature survival wilderness. We've been doing all kinds of cool stories. And uh, I figured it's time to share a story of my own. Well, some of my own. But well, I guess we do have one link, but it's you guys, you guys will appreciate this link. It's basically what you'll see probably in the next 10 years. This Web page will be updated and I'll probably have three or four of these records. But uh, anyway, we'll, we'll get to that. So I, I will say it is. Oh, man, it's January. It's cold. Well, not really cold. It's just a lot of rain this year. It's uh, weird. I had texted my brother-in-law and said, you know what is weird loading a wood burner and no socks and Crocs in the middle of January. Like this is, you know, you got to walk through the 
wetlands to get to the wood burner and but it's still 30 degrees out or 35 degrees out so yeah weird winter weird year i'm really anxious to see what happens with mushroom season because if you're if and if you don't know what i mean by mushroom season like mushroom hunting is big in several several states um morels everybody well not everybody but a lot of people love love eating them by myself my wife and i we love them um, a lot of our family members uh, we, we go out and we pick them every year and we usually end up sharing with you know our family and friends that either can't get out in the woods or you know things like that just can you know you know sharing is caring you know a little bit of love and they're you know that somebody means a lot to you when you go out there and you hunt mushrooms for anybody that's ever picked mushrooms will understand the uh, the frustration or the just the anger sometimes and not having a good day or going out and spending you know eight hours in the woods to pull a half a pound or something not even that much that's like a really good day well for me personally but uh, and then sitting down at the end of the day and being like all right who are we going to give these to and it, you know then we start divvying them up but yeah it's it's definitely really really awesome and i'm really excited to uh see what this year holds because basically what you need for a really good mushroom season um at least here in ohio you need a decent like a lot of rain but usually more towards you know springtime when it's warm out but yeah you definitely want a lot of rain and um but just, I, I mean you don't want stuff to flood out last year we had so much and you would have thought like everybody locally i mean i've got guys at work a lot of friends i mean just when it's mushroom season you can just about walk into anywhere in ohio and you'll hear people talking about it or like hey this place is getting ready to come on or you know blah 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 and i will say there's like <clears throat> there's a big code in ohio and it's you don't tell where the fishing spots are and you definitely don't tell where the mushroom hunting spots are i mean i've seen people go to the extreme of parking way different places getting dropped off making sure that nobody sees them which i mean i'm a strong i'm a firm believer you don't want people to know where your spot's at so if like you park somewhere you know what maybe just walk a you know a while back or you know we used to like enter the woods and it'd be my my wife my yeah it'd be my wife my father-in-law and i and we'd be like walking into the woods mushroom season and there's people coming down the road like in a vehicle we're up in the woods mind you and he's like quick quick get, be get behind a tree we gotta hide you can't let cover up your mushroom bag we gotta hide and you know we'd be like go all covert style up against a tree making sure nobody can see us from the road but yeah and you never wore bright clothes you always had to wear you know natural colors to blend in with your surroundings because i mean it gets serious you don't want anybody to know where you're at or where you're finding them because people are i mean they like they flock to it like just oh my like flies it's insane but yeah it is it is really fun um last year at least locally in central ohio was a really tough year for everybody the weather just took a really bad turn um we had like one really good weekend where like i feel like everybody had a really good mushroom weekend for like this season and that was it i mean i i knew friends and you know co-workers that pick upwards of thousand like over a thousand a year between him and his wife and they did not find hardly but a couple hundred and it was the same like that with a lot of people it was just you know the the local or yeah the local just the the environment around home and wherever you know just like i said central ohio just kind of got screwed last year but i'm hoping that this year is better so i mean we got a lot of rain well early in the year uh you know hopefully we can just 
We hope that the ground warms up at a nice, reasonable rate and it doesn't get stuck being cold because that's also what happened last year. It would like go to warm up and then it would get super cold in the evening. And if you don't know, the ground temperature, because um, we've gotten as serious as like buying ground thermometers and like testing the dirt every like every other week and trying to keep like a severe eye on when the temperature starts rising because your soil temperature has to be, I believe it's like 48 to 50 degrees. Uh, Fahrenheit is when the soil and the ground is warm enough for those mushrooms to start producing and coming up out of the ground. So it's like, I remember going out for like a month, like every week we'd go out and we'd test certain areas. He would go test this area. We'd go to one of our other spots. And if you want to talk about something that is like, it's like pulling hair, pulling teeth, man. You literally go out one week and you test the ground, the, the dirt temp. And it says like, 44 and you're like all right all right and you wait a week and you just have beautiful weather right i mean sunshine and 60 degrees it's not really getting too cold at night and then you go out like a, you know 10 days later a week 10 days you go out there and t check the temperature and the soil and it's like 44 and a half degrees and you're like oh my it takes a long time but i will say once it hits 50 and like you've got those like uh super like dewy wet mornings and where the sun's going to be like hot in the afternoon like one two o'clock and it's just like the perfect weather those things come out of the ground so fast that if you're not paying attention they'll get up and run away from you i've witnessed this but no we there's a <clears throat> usually we really do well on like late season mushroom when like the big yellows and the big sponges pop up and you know I, i've picked several mushrooms the size of water bottles pop cans um actually cameron's grandfather picked like a it was something weird crazy like a five or six pound mushroom it was across the road from their house and it's just a dead elm tree that he checks every year and he got his picture in the local paper and it was just so cool to see such a huge mushroom and man oh man it was just so cool like it didn't even really like morels have that like you look at it and you're like, okay, that's a mushroom. I know what that is. But when you looked at this thing, it looked like a tree log, like a old piece of driftwood that came spitting up out of a river from however long ago. But yeah, it was, it was seriously impressive and what a good find. But uh, what we're going to do is we're going to go to break a little early today. And then when we get back, it's going to be all about fishing because boy, oh boy, am I excited for this warm weather to really start warm them up. Yeah. Warm them up, warming up. And uh, yeah, it'll be awesome. It'll be fun. I know it's January. I always do this. I jump the gun and I'm always like, yeah, fishing. And then it gets like, you know, 10 degrees outside and I'm like, nope, I'm not going out there. But uh, yeah, we'll go to break. We'll come back from break and we'll talk about all kinds of cool stuff. I'll see you in a minute. All right. We are back from break and we are ready to wrap the episode up and talk about some Ohio State fishing records. Now, like I said previously to this, probably in like I don't know, 10 years or so, I'll probably have at least three of these records. You'll be reading my name and you'll be like, oh my gosh, I listened to him on that podcast. He's so, such a great fisherman. Oh my goodness. Oh, but yeah, it, it'll be me. I'll be on the top of these lists and it'll be awesome. So I just, I had to pull up the uh, Ohio State fishing records and just show or just not, I guess I can't, well, I can show you it if you look at it, but uh, no, just to talk about some of the huge records that Ohio holds for some fish, and it is definitely insane. Um, a lot of these I I knew just because 
I've looked them up several times to be like, yeah, that's, you know, that's my goal for the year. Got to catch a state record. But uh, it hasn't, well, maybe it has happened. And I've just been too humble to tell anybody. And I just released it back in the water where I had no witnesses. And, you know, that's, that's probably what happened with a few of these. You know, I just kind of forgot about it. I wasn't worried. You know, the hype thing wasn't all me. But no, uh, I really couldn't imagine just coming across, like just fishing some random pond and pulling out like a, massive hog of a fish that is potentially a state record i've never seen i've seen some big fish get pulled out of the water personally but uh never never anything it's been like okay like that's we need to like call somebody right now we need to call nasa because we're gonna need a spaceship to see it or not to see it but you're gonna need to be in space to be able to witness the pure massiveness of it because you know it's gonna take up that much space anyway i got that all backwards but that's that's all right we're just gonna roll with it um I will say probably, oh man, some of my favorite fishing memories are definitely just, I mean, I had a lot of good memories on ponds and stuff and fishing, but I will say my favorite, probably one of my favorite things to do in the summer is kick back on a riverbank with a couple of cold beers and throw some lines out there and just wait and catfish, build a little fire and just hang out. It's a good time. You, you know, there's always a lot of shenanigans going on at the river. Usually there's some I don't know who knows what you'll see at the river. Um, there's been a lot of good and a lot of bad. I will say this has been quite a few years ago and we lived in our old house. We were super close to the power plant and super close to the river. So we would like, I mean, I could literally be right by, I could be at a fishing spot by the river in like two minutes from our house. So one night, a couple of buddies and I go out and we're catfishing. We get to the river the water's rushing a little bit and it's kind of crazy, right? It's probably like nine, 10 o'clock. So it's dark. Darkness is settled. Like it's nighttime. We're ready to go. We got all of our gear. We get everything set up because when you go catfishing, you, it's just by law and by right, you have to, uh, you have to just pack like you're going to be there for a year. So you just pack super heavy because you never want to forget anything and you always end up forgetting something. So anyway, we get all of our gear, we get everything set up, like we're setting up base camp and we get base camp set up. I literally tied up my, tied up my fishing pole, casted it out. And like, I'm thinking the river is like letting my bait settle. So like my pole, the tip of my pole was just kind of like bouncing, bouncing, bouncing. And it's kind of just going crazy. And I like sat it down and I was like, okay, whatever. And I'm literally getting my other fishing pole ready and I look over and my pole is still just going crazy. And I'm like, there's no way that that's got to be, there's no way it's a fish. I literally just threw it in. I walk over, grab hold of my, my rod and I'm like, oh man, I feel something. I, I like, I feel something on here. And I'm like, boom, I reel in like a decent sized channel cat. And I'm like, okay, okay, this will be, this is going to be awesome. Like, dude, we've been here for five minutes. This is going to be one hell of a night. And then I think we caught like one other fish and it dwarfed, it dwarfed the catfish I caught. My buddy caught it and uh, it was, it was massive and or not massive, but it was, I think it was probably close to about 10 pounds, like a 10 pound channel cat. And that's a nice size, you know, for us, you know, just the average guy, but at the same spot. So like literally the same spot, I think maybe like a week later, we're fishing it again. And it's about the same time, same, same setup. We you know go down there. We're packed up now for two years because we know there's fish. We know that there's fish there. We've caught them before. We're fishing. And all of a sudden my buddy starts reeling in a fish. And it's just, you know, we're like, all right, catfish. You know, it was, we could like see it 
fighting him or flopping in the water. We had like lights on the water and stuff. And we could tell it was like, you know, like a decent five, six, seven pound catfish, you know, we're estimating at this point, you know, you can just kind of see it as it's flopping around and like creating a ruckus. And as it's coming towards shallow water near the riverbank, well, the problem was, is from where we were standing on the bank to like where the water was, it was probably like a little, it was like a little drop off. So it was probably like two, three feet, like maybe two feet to the water. So I get down on like the ground and I go to grab his line to like guide the fish right to the bank so I can grab it. And I'm like, okay, it's right near the bank. Like I'm going to get it, dude. Just hold on a second. And I grab the line and I pull it towards me. And as soon as I grab the freaking line and that catfish like touches the bank, right. And I go to like pull him up out of the water. And when you pull him up out of the water, it seems like all that weight just hits the line all at once. And I grab that line and I kid you not that fish dropped slid down the bank like i just watched it like drop down the bank right in front of me and mind you they had been fighting for you know a decent amount of time fish wear really easily you wouldn't think so but they'd fish tire out um eventually and then once like if a fish has put up a really good fight as soon as you let it go uh it's kind of like a it's almost in like a dream state like it's just kind of sitting there for a second questioning what in the hell just happened and why it got ripped out of the water universe and you know, who are these big aliens with their hands in my mouth? But no. So like, there's like that split second, right? That it's like trying to get its bearings back before it takes off. Dude, that line snapped. That fish fell down into the water. I dropped down on my chest, hanging over the bank. Like this li- like this fish was the key to every question in life. And I just plunged my arm down right into the water. And I'm like hanging off the bank. My arm is submerged over the bank and in the water up to like my literally like my shoulder like i'm all, almost like diving hanging into the water and i shot my arm down in the water and i pinned the i could i like felt my hand hit the hit, hit the catfish and i just pinned it against the wall of the bank and daryl's like what are you doing what are you doing right now and i'm like dude i have this fish he's like no you don't you do not have this fish I said, yeah, dude, I do. I swear I've got, I'm holding it. And right now, like at that point in time, this is when you needed a GoPro. Like you need cameras for stuff like this. I'm laying down on the ground, like hanging over the river bank, my arms down in the river and I'm holding this fish against the bank. And he's like, no, dude, there's no way you have them. And I'm like, all right, well, get back. And I literally stand up and rip this fish out of the water with like a, I just had like the perfect, I had him like right over the back of the head. That way I didn't get poked or nothing. And I literally stood up and like had this fish in my hand and I just like, like I bought that is man. Like it was probably, it's probably one of my favorite things that's happened because they're just standing, my buddies are just standing there and they just look at me and they're like, holy shit, dude. Like we didn't think you really had it. And I was like, I told you soon as I hit my hand, hit the water, it was like a magnet, right? I just knew right where he was. I could sense him because, you know, when you're a true fisherman like myself, that just stuff kind of comes natural. And what kind of friend or fellow fisherman would I be if I didn't help him get his fish? You know what I mean? That's just kind of, that's the code, right? But yeah, it was definitely probably one of my favorite experiences. And I don't know, it's just the fate, their faces when I pulled that, that cat out of the water and they're just looking at me like holy shit dude i can't believe that happened and uh, i mean you could you could probably try to do that a thousand times and maybe get it two or three more times maybe if you're lucky but it's just like i don't know it's just one of the i'll never forget 
never forget that happening. I feel like just talking about it just like makes me remember and like sends me right back. I think every time I cross over that bridge, because I still frequent that area probably almost weekly, if not biweekly, I like cross over that bridge and I like look over at our, it, well, our spot. And I say, yeah, right there. I pulled a fish out of the water with my bare hands. But yeah, it is definitely really cool. If you guys ever have any stories or anything you ever want to share or get out to the world, maybe it's a dark, dark, deep secret you've been waiting to tell somebody to broadcast internationally. Or maybe it's, you know, maybe it's a really cool story about whatever it is. Send it in. Let me know. We'll talk about it. Maybe you just want to share it. Maybe there's other people that would like to hear it. I would like to hear it. So I literally, my internet just randomly cut out. So uh, I had a mini panic attack, almost started crying because I did not want to miss. I didn't want you to have to miss that extreme heartfelt true story about the catfish that didn't get away. Yeah, I was really worried for a second. So that's why that little, weird little blend is for whatever reason, I couldn't, you know, whatever technical error difficulty. But hey, we're right here. We're back. And uh, but we never really left. But yeah, so. Like I said, send your stories in. I'm excited to hear about them, or I'm excited to hear from you guys. Just send in whatever you got. Fishing, hunting, gaming, you know, maybe it's a picture of your pet. I, uh, Well, I've talked about this in the very, very early stages of uh, Rock Count Radio. We talked about, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pet pet person. My wife is a huge, huge advocate for any kind of animal, um, regardless of whatever it is dangerous not dangerous venomous it, they're all lovable in her eyes so yeah we uh we have two cats and a dog and so you know maybe you just maybe you just love your dog so or your cat i personally have we have one cat that is like a absolute she's a little crazy and she doesn't like other kitties now but our other cat is well she's like just a little love bug well when she's with me she doesn't like a whole lot of other people but yeah like i said send in and share whatever you want to share because you know i i want to hear from you guys you know maybe the rest of the world wants to see your super adorable cute fish or yeah fish yeah i got fishing on the brain um dog cat pet whatever it is iguana snake monkey whatever whatever in the world it could be and uh, send it in Let, let's let's talk about it but yeah, the uh, the last thing I want to talk about before I talk about some uh, records, or we'll, we'll talk probably about only a few because we're running out of time. Well, I'm running out of time, at least. Uh, magnet fishing. If you guys never heard about magnet fishing, get on Amazon, get on whatever, go to your local whoever, and uh, buy a magnet for fishing. And when I mean that, like they've got these super powerful magnets that you can get you toss them out into the river a pond whatever body of water wherever you're at and you know if there's something down there you might pick it up now you've probably seen um all these tiktok videos or facebook you wherever you get your your little video fix uh people pulling out guns and all kinds of crazy stuff knives and which i'm sure that's very possible but uh it's not like magnet fishing is definitely not as exciting as it is in videos because I can guarantee that those guys have like the people that really go out and dedicate the time to it and like find actual cool stuff like have, that have probably found a gun legitimately instead of like, oh, I just took this like old fake steel gun and threw it in a river and just magically found it for views or whatever. No, like the people that actually put the time in and like go out and uh, free dive or magnet fish, they, you can find some really cool stuff. Uh, if you want to lose like a couple of hours and just watch some really cool videos, get on uh, YouTube and look up, uh, I think it's called free diving. These guys go through the like rivers 
and they basically just free dive and find and recover. Oh my gosh, so much stuff, knives, phones, wallets, fishing gear, uh, all kind of like dry boxes full of stuff. It's just, I don't know, it gets crazy. So definitely, definitely check that stuff out. But yeah, magnet fishing, super fun. I think in my whole magnet fishing career of about two years doing it off and on in the summer here and there, um, I've managed to fish out several fishing hooks, which is pretty much the norm. I've captured uh, several other fishing lines, uh, probably some of my own that got broke off in the water because that state record took off. But, uh, but yeah, it's definitely really cool. It's definitely interesting because I've went to a few, I went to an old bridge. Well, it used to be a bridge, but like the foundations for the bridge on both sides of the river are still there. And I kind of did some jigging there. I found like a, a, a hook and some other steel stuff like a casing and I don't know, part of something, but yeah, definitely really cool. Check that stuff out. So, uh, the one, a couple of ones I wanted to talk about real quick, uh, records for, for Ohio, largemouth bass, 13.13 pounds, 25 inches and one sixteenth of an inch in a farm from a farm pond in 1976, 25 pound largemouth. That is literally like the size of, I don't Oh my gosh. It's like the size of a freaking TV, like a small, well, like a 25 inch TV. <laughs> I mean, the, when largemouth bass get that size and that weight, they're just so big around. They just, they, they look, it doesn't even look like a fish. It looks like a freaking nature, but uh, I've caught some, definitely some big bass in my time. Never won 25 pounds. And then uh, the one that you will see, well, it doesn't show it on here. Hold on a second. Let's, uh, we'll do this. Let's see if we can find some catfish. Uh Oh, I got to reload the list, but, uh, catfish channel. Here we go. Most commonly what, uh, well, and we'll do the shovel head flathead. So channel cat in Ohio, 37 pound point six five, Yeah. 37.65 pounds, 41 and a half inches. And that was in, let's see here. 1992. A lot of these records have not been broken over 20 years or more. Catfish shovel flathead, 76 and a half pounds coming in at 58 and 58 inches long. That was in July of 1979. So those are the big records you got to break this year. You got to go after the channel, after the flathead, and of course after the bass. But yeah, that uh that pretty much wraps up this Friday. We talked about all kinds of stuff. You're, you know, like I said, shout out to Big D's processing out of uh, Adams Adamsville, Ohio. They are He's awesome. Good guy. Good prices. And I couldn't be happier to hang that deer head on my wall and uh, get out there, buy a magnet, do some magnet fishing, prep all your fishing stuff for, you never know, ice could show up any day now. You know, well, we hope not, but ice fishing is really fun and get ready for mushroom season. But get out there, do some, do some stretches, get your legs ready because when mushroom season hits, it's cardio season, baby. But all right, that's all I got this week. This has been Rockhound Radio. And uh, yeah, go go uh, follow me anywhere you follow the show, Twitter, Facebook. I'm on YouTube with uh, some gaming videos. I mean, I've got all sorts of stuff planned this year. Um, we're coming really close to wrapping up Pokemon Scarlet, and uh, we will be jumping right into the next game. And I'll be bringing that to you live once a week. Well, not live, but basically you will get a video of an hour of gameplay with uh, your you know, yours truly the host right here. And uh, then every week we'll also do a podcast episode, kind of highlighting the hour gameplay. So, you know, maybe you can't watch the video, but you wanted to catch the highlights on the show. I'll be there. 
And uh, yeah, you can find me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere, Stitcher, uh, Pandora, Sirius, anywhere you get your podcast. Do me a favor, go to Apple or Apple Podcasts if you're an Apple listener, rate and review the show and, you know, just do your thing. And I couldn't say thank you enough for, you know, all the support and all the love and everything else. So, uh, yeah, we will catch you guys next week and uh, have a good Friday. We'll have a good weekend. I'll see you guys next time.